Good evening, gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to an all-new edition of DanCast. So, if you've been keeping up, <laughs> I don't, you know what, the only one who's been keeping up with things with me is me, because I haven't been able to produce anything in months, and this is why I haven't had a DanCast in such a long time. I, what... I am an ambitious upgrader. I usually I don't do bait I I did betas for a little bit during last summer for things like the iPhone OS. And uh but in general, when there is a new operating system, I for Max, I climb aboard as soon as I can and because I did that, my whole recording setup had been wiped out. I was using an M Audio Fast Track Ultra. I bought this thing years ago and I have used it for every Dancast episode and it was not compatible with macOS El Capitan. So I could not listen I could not even listen to music in my on in my office over my speakers that I purchased. I couldn't record anything. I was pretty much a dead duck in the water. So I have been waiting patiently for a driver update for the M Audio Fast Track. And this is why um if you're if you're a bit if you're a music business type person like me, it's interesting to follow because music business isn't just about following, you know, which artists sold the most this week or what Apple Music is going to do, although those are things I talk about on here. They are, it is interesting to see things like computer technology. And the M-Audio name had been so big since uh, 2000, early 2000s. They First, they started making MIDI interfaces that you plug into your computer via USB. Something like that hadn't really hit mainstream before. And then uh, they got into audio interfaces, they got into keyboards and studio monitors and things like that. And over time, they made a good name for themselves. And that name was purchased by Avid. Avid, you may know as the people who make Pro Tools. Avid is uh, pretty big in audio interfaces, in Pro Tools, uh, media in general media production and for a while they owned the m audio brand over time they sold off the m audio brand to another company and they kept some things and they got rid of other things one of the things they kept was the m audio fast track ultra and i thought this was a good sign that they would get a driver update sometime soon and it just never did. I've been wanting to do stuff for four months. And nothing ever, nothing, I couldn't, I can't do shit. So, I bit the bullet, bought a new audio interface. Now I'm using a Focusrite 2i4. And, uh, am now able to talk into a fucking microphone in my computer and watch it get recorded. Uh, this is a sim- very similar to the Fast Track Ultra, uh, not quite the same. It's actually doesn't have so many input and output options, but 
maybe you're hearing it, but I think this sounds much cleaner compared to what I had before. Right now, it's different because this is a Procaster going through it, and for some show, for most of the shows lately, I was lately past few months of recording, I was doing uh, SM7s, the Shures, and gave up on the Procaster, and I just plugged the Procaster back in, and I th- I'm, think I'm going to stick with it, because it sounds buttery, buttery, buttery smooth. Buttery, 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 buttery. I'm doing that for my own enjoyment, because the waveform looks cool. So I wanted to do a quick update, say I plan on doing more episodes, and... Uh, catching up with you guys and uh after using a focus right for 20 minutes seems okay i'll say that much seems okay and uh the the funny thing the reason i never bit the bullet was because there's so much concern about gain and the usb audio interface world some Radio stations, they don't like to do any sort of post-processing or anything like... Mo- a lot of podcast producers are also in the same boat. So they buy a preamp to up the gain of their recording signal before it ever hits the audio interface. And that can be- get expensive. The some You'll see some things on YouTube for people using a cloud lifter, which gives another 20 decibels of gain. That's and seems like it's important for something like the Shure SM7, which is a very low-volume microphone, but for the Procaster, I'm not sure it's needed. I mean, I mean, we'll see once I go back in here and update all my settings and, and, and work on how do I make this thing sound good again because I haven't had to use it in so long. But uh, basically, people try to up the gain before it ever hits an audio interface because the audio interfaces are just... The preamps, the mic preamps in those are usually like, we'll just, they're like the white earbuds of audio interfaces. We'll just put something in here that will just get something going and we'll expect someone, we'll expect the end user to pay, buy something else. And uh, I don't think that, I don't know if that's the case here. It seems like it sounds pretty good on uh, at least the way I'm doing it. The cool thing is that there is a audio direct monitor in hardware. And with the M-Audio stuff, I would have to go in software and turn down software meters and all that stuff. And that's no longer the case, it appears. So I'm anyway, I'm rambling and rambling, catching up, just watching the sound of my voice on uh, the computer. But I plan sometime soon, sometime this weekend... Just banging out an all-new episode, and uh, I hope to catch up with you guys. I know we haven't had a lot of podcasts lately, and uh, I've I've still interested in doing other sorts of shows. Now that I have this thing all set up, I can do much uh, more. All the audio production that I've been wanting to do for the past few months, I can now get started on stuff for personal reasons, stuff for work. And now it's uh, now it can happen again. So, M Audio sucks. <laughs> Focusrite seems to be doing okay. The other thing with this, I will say, I did not want to buy a USB interface because I feel like USB is the past. 
and I see more Thunderbolt interfaces, but they are sh- really expensive. And uh, the cool thing about a Thunderbolt interface is the latency is down, so you don't necessarily have to have a direct monitor. You just start recording, and it's like a one millisecond uh, latency, which tw- anything under 20 is undiscernible or indiscernible. I'm not an English major. So I stuck with this, seemed relatively inexpensive compared to what was out there. Didn't have to, doesn't seem like I have to buy another $200 preamp. Um, and we're good to go. So I am going to end the episode now. Talk to you all later. Bye.